the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. And I tell you, we've got a lot to talk about on the show today. I'm actually uh, out of town uh, at, at, a, at a conference, uh, actually with uh, Martin Armstrong here, in which is getting some interesting things to to say and kind of dovetails with a lot of what we've, we've been talking about on the show. And, uh, you know, we, we've got the elections, we've got the, uh, the, the markets, uh, you know, we, we just have a lot of things going on in the world today. I mean, it, it's truly, we live in extraordinary times. And, and what we want to do is bring these things to you so you can understand what's happening in the world today, uh, how, how, how to navigate through your retirement through it, and and and, uh, and 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 how to save money and how to build up wealth. That that's the real key to it. And again, it, it always starts first out with that motto when philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. Now, I don't I don't know what to say after the election we just had. I know we we really thought there'd be a, a red wave. Uh, look, a, a couple thoughts uh, in Harris County. Uh, the, I mean, I don't even know what to say. The uh, the elections. Uh, my son was actually uh, went went to the polls later in the day, and 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 they were they were out of ballots. And the ballots are simply blank pieces of paper with an arrow on them. Yet they'd run out of ballots, and they were told to go somewhere else. There was an hour wait. Uh, it was just uh, you know he had to be somewhere else, and 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 and, and so he didn't get to vote. Uh, I think there was a lot of people like that. <sighs> The nicest thing I can say about the election in Harris County is it was rigged. I think the election was rigged, period. I think there ought to be lawsuits about it. Uh, and I think we're seeing this around the country. It's becoming a real concern. Uh, I, I, I think I don't believe you can say we have a democracy in the United States at the present time. Our, our elections are too unstable and too unreliable, without a doubt. And, and, I, and I think this is... I don't think this is going to change until we get a concrete laws passed by Congress to straighten up, or I think even better, until the Supreme Court stands up and has some courage to stand up and, and, and take one of these elections and say, redo the election. Uh, you know, right now, this is just, it, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, not having enough ballots. I talked to the precinct person there, and he's like, you know, since they changed it around, they're not giving us enough voting machines and and uh, and stuff. And, and our district is about 95 percent Republican. You know, I, I see typically in the primary, the lines out the door on the Republican side. And there's like one person or two people traips in to vote on the other side. And yet somehow we don't have the ballots in Harris County. I, 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 again, I think this election is rigged. It's inexcusable. You can go to Tanzania or Kenya 
or or Iraq and any other place in the world and get get reasonable election results quickly. And, and this is becoming a concern in general. I mean, if, if you look what happened in Brazil, uh, you know, quite frankly, we still have no idea what the election results, who's going to control Congress. And, and, and the president thinks it's all fine. And yet uh, the night of the election in Brazil, the, uh, the Joe Biden, you know, demands that Bolsonaro concede immediately. And, and yet he's, he's fine with it in this country. Again, it's the it's the hypocritical, duplicitous nature of Joe Biden. And, and look, where does this stuff come from? And, and I think we really have to start taking a hard look at the Global Economic Forum. If you look what they did, they took out Bolsonaro in, in, in Brazil. If you look what happened with Liz Truss in the UK, she lasted two or three weeks, the second or the shortest reign of any prime minister that magically the, 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 uh, the currency plunges when she decides she's going to spend more, some have some deficit spending when it hasn't affected any other country in the world. And, and it all is emanating from the Global Economic Forum. It, it Klaus Schwab, uh, who, who's come in there uh, and, 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 and put people in, in places around the world, the United States, particularly Canada, is just pretty much in, you know, controlled by the Global Economic Forum. And, 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 and I, I think they're basically the fact though taking over the United States. And, and, and I, I think their policies are going to fail. Uh, the, the policies of, of, of you know, getting rid of oil and gas, converting everything to electricity, getting rid of cattle, taking away people's uh, guns, uh, removing people's right to free speech. Uh, you'll own nothing and love it. I mean, uh, on what plan? I mean, I think if I, if I went and took his proposals to the American people, and I said, look, you can vote for the Global Economic Forum to take over the U.S. or uh, Xi Jinping's China, I think people are going to pick China. Uh, th th this is insanity that these people are, are trying to push across the world with this new world order, and it's, it's going to end disastrous. And, I, and I, think, I think you have to understand that. I mean, to look at the basics on this. I mean, these elections, look, I can see you know, I can you can concede. Well, maybe Biden won. Although, as someone told me the other day, Michael, and there was you know tens of thousands of people showing up for uh, for uh, for President uh, you know for for President Trump, and then no and, and nobody shows up for Biden, and yet he gets more votes than Trump. But that's another story. But to see the same type of elections right now is, is really a, a, a big concern. In, 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 I think something we're just going to have to do. And really, I, I think people are going to have to, to, to understand what's happening and, and, and try to sit there and, uh, and stand up for some of these issues. I mean, I think you've got to take a hard look. Now, maybe is the, was the election stolen? No, but it's being gamed. It's being rigged. So, so Republicans don't have a chance. And, and, and again, not having the ballots uh, in Maricopa County, the, you know, the most populous for the Republicans, not having, you know, 20 something percent of the machines working. It's, it's stuff like that. It's all these little things that take out one or two percent of the people that won't go or the lines are too long. And, and that's what's swinging these elections. They're being gamed. They're being rigged. It's, it's, it's profoundly un-American. It's against everything we believe in. It's, it, it, but that's the way they do things at the Global Economic Forum and, P, and the Davos crowd. People need to start looking at them and understanding who they are. And, and so I, I think this is something that, that's going to be going forward a, a bigger issues, which, which you're going to be dealing with. And, and so um, yeah, anyway, but that, that's just my thought. Like I said, uh, I, I really find some of this stuff real hard to believe. If you put a lot of this stuff with these elections down to statistical analysis and, and just logical look at, none of it makes any sense, and, and, and it's it, it becoming a real problem. And it could could it, it could lead to the breakup of the United States of America. And it, everyone should think of that, and everyone should fight for these elections. And I, I think I think that's what it's going to take. I think there needs to be lawsuits. On the, on the one in Harris County and, and some of these other, particularly Arizona. I mean, some of these things are just completely absurd. But, but I, you know, I just wanted to touch base on that point. The other one, 
is uh, that, that we that we want to look at is what's going on with the markets. Uh, you know, we, we, we've got we, we've got some good recovery in the markets in here now, and uh, and, and and so where do we stand? I look, looking at at the S and P five hundred, it, it was up uh, about five percent over a little over five percent this week. It's still down very very substantially year to date, but but we've had some recovery this week, and and, and so. What happened? It, 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 massive, massive rally on Thursday, and uh, it, what it was was the CPI came in. And they were expecting eight percent uh, CPI for the year, and, and, and it, for the last twelve months, it came in at seven point seven, and inflation dropped some. And so, so it was off to the races, and the Fed is going to have to cut rates. Look, so, so where do we go from here? I, I think we're, we're still dealing with a an economy that that, that is still dealing with excessive uh, slowdowns in supplies. Uh, we've been talking about supply chain issues, which causes inflation since January, February of 2020, when, when we laid when we first started talking about the COVID virus. We laid off all the the, the, the different percentages of things. You know, I remember at the time I said 80 percent or 80, 85 percent of our antibiotics come from China. A percentage of this comes from China. China was shutting down. There was going to be supply chain issues. And then we spent an additional five trillion dollars over the last two years, two, two and a half years on in, in, a, in a 21, 22 trillion dollar economy. And we have inflation and it's a surprise to people. Well, I mean, it, it's no surprise at all. Uh, you know, the only thing that's, that it, it, we're fortunate it hasn't been much worse because the dollar has been so strong. If, if I look at the dollar, you know, since this happened, uh, if you look at the dollar, you know, since this has all happened, you know, it bottomed in, uh, I go back to a monthly here. It's gone from about 20, it went from about 90, 95 up to 115 during that time frame. Well, you know, once the pandemic hit, the dollar dropped to 90 and then it's gone back up. And by the rising dollar, that's controlled, that's pushed down inflation. Well, what have we been saying in the show for the last three months at least? We've said this whole thing, everything for over the next three months or so is going to be about the election. It's not about the war in the Ukraine. It's not about inflation. It's not about anything. It's about about the election. Everything is being manipulated. We said the dollar, we wrote in our most recent maximum saving report, the dollar would likely fall after the election. If you look at the U.S. dollar, the U.S. dollar is down 4%. This week, after the election, and again, why is that? Because after the election, there's no need that by pushing the dollar up, you push down the price of energy, you push down the price of commodities around the world. Because since our dollars are worth more money, we can afford to pay more than the Indians or, or people in Africa or Europe or Asia, be, be, because they, you know, so it makes their their when they're purchasing the wheat or the corn or the oil for their country, it's much more expensive. So we exported, we exported oil and uh, uh, inflation overseas with the strong dollar. In in addition, when you have a war, people are going to go to the, the safest group of countries. The money is going to flow into which has been the, been the U.S. dollar. And so, but right after the election, it's fallen, just like we said. We we think oil is going to go up after the election now, because everything has been pushed down to create the solution. You know, the, the the concern now is is where do we go? But 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 looking this week, uh, it's been a pretty good year. You know, for the for the markets, for commodities, uh, for for a lot of things. So 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 where do we go from here? Tell you what, we're going to take a quick break here. But if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. That's 713-339-1070. By the way, if you get a chance, go to the website, sign up for our free Max Out Savings Report, completely free. We wrote about a lot of this stuff over the last couple of months, and here it is happening just as we talked about. We'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. i 
The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. You know, looking out. Okay, great. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. You had a question for us. Uh, yes, good morning, Ted. Uh, one thing that, uh, of course, uh, that I've noticed that hasn't been picked up because of all the election stuff going on here, and I don't know if people are necessarily aware of it, but uh, is what has gone or what has taken place over the past, well, not just a couple of months, but over the past couple of years in South America. Uh, In my mind, as I look at all those countries down there, I think with the exception of maybe Panama, I can't speak for Uruguay or Paraguay or some of those other smaller countries, but most of the countries now down there, are now being run by either socialists or Marxists. I mean, even the the, the president of Mexico, I think, is an avowed Marxist, per se. And I'm just wondering, from our economic standpoint, what impact is that going to have on the U.S.? Simply because uh, I think there's some some movement on their side that I believe uh, I think there's a, an organization, the OAS or whatever. It's a Latin American, uh, Caribbean countries and all. But I believe that that they're now they're now talking about trying to move away from the U.S. and in terms of you know trading or whatever. And I'm just wondering, is it conceivable that the entire Latin American continent could essentially establish a trading block per se, and now it's a whole different ballgame? Because you're not dealing now. I mean, Bolsonaro lost that election in Brazil, and now you have that Luna da Silva fellow back in there. He's a, a socialist Marxist. And you know you've got Daniel Ortega down there in Nicaragua. You got Argentina. You got you. You know you yeah. you can go yeah. step through the entire list of them. But the point is, is other than Panama, and I'm not even sure about Panama anymore because China now is moving in, trying to establish influence down there with you know trying to get them to 
set up ports and everything. Where is this going to leave the United States economy in a lot of this? What are your thoughts well, on that? I, I, I think that's a good point. I mean, look, we've been ignoring South America for the last decade. And, uh, and you know, for some reason we've been in Afghanistan and now we're in the Ukraine war. And, and it's like we, we've, we've ignored right underneath our noses, uh, you know, the socialists and the communists have moved into South America. It's going to take a lot more work over the next couple of years to kind of stabilize that. I mean, we're, we're really moving a lot of factories into into Mexico and other parts to South America from from China, and we're, and we're going to have to concentrate on that. But yeah, it, it's going to it's going to be a problem. I mean, this is a big loss of Brazil, uh, uh, Bolsonaro in Brazil. I mean, it, again, it's another suspicious election. Uh, the globalists, the, you know, they got their guy in it, Luna, and and, and Biden was thrilled. Like he was the first person to call up and, and demand that that Bolsonaro resign, or uh, or not resign, but concede the election. And uh, you know, it, it's going to take some work, but South America is going to be a problem. But yeah, good. I mean, look, I think a lot of this stuff around the world is is really on a, on a global basis. I like I said, I'm at this conference this week, and it, it, they had the in Orlando, and it was, Orlando was shut. They shut down the airport the day before for the hurricane, which really wasn't that big of a deal. But but I, I've been people were coming from all over the place. You know, in, you know. Everything from uh, planes and trains, taxis. Some people had to fly into Miami and take taxis up here, and it's really extraordinary how interconnected we are. Well, but, one, one other comment uh, too, uh, and I like to get your thoughts on this: is uh, people have noticed how these drug cartels have been benefiting from the, you know, the migration issue coming across the border. And these cartels are, are, I mean, I mean, we're talking billions of dollars for some of these cartels. And I guess the next question is, is I don't think these cartels are going to necessarily just sit idly by. I mean, I, you know, there are going to be some people are going to be concerned about are they are is dark money going to be coming from these cartels to influence our state, local, and federal elections? I mean, that's another question that's. Yeah, it's already starting to. I don't know about the election. It's already starting to affect. Look, look I, we we had Congressman Cloud on last week said that the cartels are already coming into the United States and, and affecting. A, a, a friend of mine was telling me down in you know uh, uh, toward Wharton and stuff that area. Uh, you know, they're, they're stealing tractors. They're coming up on some backcountry roads and 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 there'll be armed groups at once one end of the road and armed groups at the other and they go in and break into stuff and you can't go down the road. I mean, these people are coming in. Uh, yeah. The border is, is is catastrophic, but but uh, yeah, thanks for the call. I mean, look, this is going to be the, the the battle going forward. I mean, it, it, we we really have our work cut out for us, and and uh, so we'll go from there. But look, the election. One of the things with the election that really showed out is uh, look, the big biggest winner in this election, uh, more so than uh, well, as much as the Democrats was was Ron DeSantis. I mean, Ron DeSantis was. In your face, this is the way we're going to open the we're going to open the state up. He was in your face. We're going to try to control the, the border. We're, we're going to we're, we're shipping uh, immigrants up to up to uh, Martha's Vineyard. Let's show the people up there that are they're living comfortably and not having to deal with this issue what it's like. It, and he, he had a blowout election. I mean, look, they turned Miami Dade red. Uh, uh, which which is extraordinary. My Dade County red, which I mean, and here we are in Houston, Texas, and somehow the Republicans don't win a seat. I mean, this is just incredible in the local elections. And and so it's going to take a strong governor. I mean, quite frankly, uh, Governor Abbott should he should declare an emergency, and and he needs to put the guard down there and he needs to shut the border down. And maybe look, it might take closing down all ports of entry and declaring a drug emergency. But it's going to take strong. Look, the only way we can win and start winning is we have to prove people we can get the job done. And sitting there and, and you know, being afraid and timid to do anything, they're going to go for the other side. The other side's like, we're cleaning up the environment. It's all good, nothing. But but they're getting things done. And we need to prove we can get things done. Mark De, uh, Ron DeSantis is getting things done in Florida. And it's important. Hopefully, Carrie Lake will win. If not, look, honestly, if the, that's... That, I've never seen a more rigged election than, than Arizona. I mean, that 
if, if Kerry Lake doesn't win down there, then I think you have to understand, don't even bother showing up the polls ever. It's over. Uh, you know, it, 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 I, I just I think. But if she gets in there, she's going to declare a, a border emergency. We have to shut the border down. And look, Biden is not going to do it. He doesn't care about it. You know, the, the open border, his policy. Look, you're not fighting to keep illegals out. You're not fighting to sit there and uh, and stop people from coming in. You know, you're not even fighting for your border. You know what you're really fighting for? You're fighting to save 71,000 Americans that are dying. Now, the people are going wild about, oh, Russia's lost 80,000 troops. You know, they're going to have to give up pretty quickly. You know, they've got them on the run. You know, Putin's going to be deposed because he's lost 80,000. We've lost 71,000 additional people to drug overdoses in the United States but materially more than the 54,000 we lost in the whole Vietnam War, and nobody cares in Washington, D.C. That's what you're fighting for. That's what you want to shut the border down for. You're, you're fighting to protect young people in this country from this fentanyl scourge that, that, that Joe Biden has, has released on us. The, the, the only comparison, quite frankly, is what the, what the British did with opium to the Chinese, and the Chinese know that, and that's why they're, they're giving the chemicals to, to the Mexicans. And, and you've got to get tough with these people. It, and we have to show people we can get the job done. And whining and complaining about the border uh, by, by uh, you know, different governors in Texas, you need to shut it down. If it, if it means shutting down the trains that are bringing the parts and stuff into the United States, you do it until that, until that stuff is shut down. And, again, you're fighting for 71,000 Americans' lives. That's what you're fighting for. Your and, you know, so I don't mean that. Your thoughts on that FTX debacle uh, with the crypto, uh, Ted? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, okay, that's a good question. Uh, look, that's a big problem. Uh, a couple things on that. This is the crypto exchange that a lot of people had money with. I don't really understand the whole thing, but I do understand money. And, and, and this puts a real black eye on crypto. There's a lot of prominent people in that. Uh, a lot of prominent investment groups were invested in the, in the FTX uh, exchange, and it looks like billions of dollars have been lost, but it's worse than that. A couple things. All these other institutions that were thinking of get into this, a lot of these people have losses. They're going to pull back because they're not sure what's going on with it. The other question is, is that we don't know is how much leverage is in that system. And it's not just them, it's the other exchanges as well. How much leverage is in the system? What's really there? Who, who owes who, what? And that could still be a problem. Now, maybe right. crypto rallies from here, but it's possible that this thing probably has further to go. Now, there's there's rumors that, 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 that some of the people's wallets, even in the U.S. exchange, are showing zero, which means it's, it's spread to the U.S. FTX, which means all the other exchanges, people go, oh, my God, what's been, they're all going to try to run for their money. So I, I, I don't think this is over. It's more of akin to an Enron type of situation. And I, and I think it's what, what, what makes us so good at understanding crisis is we understand money and we understand and, – and, and you have to understand balance sheets and how things work. And, and so I don't think the final story is out on the crypto, and it, it, I would be careful and make sure it doesn't spread. But I will tell you this. If, if you own property in, you know, in Mexico or Cancun or, or Central America or – you know, uh, uh, Puerto Rico and places where all these crypto guys, that property is going to start falling. But good yeah. question. So anyway, the looking, looking out uh, going forward, uh, some of the other things uh, thing that we want to look at here is, uh, you know, have we, we, we put in some type of bottom. We'll see how long it lasts. The question is, are we going to go into recession next year? And, and, and is the tax law selling done yet it, it, with, 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 with the problems? Uh, what, what are, you know, what the, th my thinking is near term is a couple thoughts. Mortgage rates are at seven and a quarter. They were last week. Look, this is going to put a huge damper on the real estate market. I mean, huge. And, and I think it's, it, it, uh, the nice thing about real estate is it moves much, much slower, which gives you opportunities to get in and get out really much much better but but at seven and a quarter percent unless you're paying cash it makes it very difficult to buy a house right now so i think you're going to see housing prices default now if i'm the fed 
I'm looking at this and I'm like, what do I do here? Well, two things. If I can somehow push down the, the long-term rates, I can kind of stabilize the stock, the, 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 the real estate market and maybe get, get, get rates closer to six and a half or six, six, six and a half percent where it's a little more reasonable where we can, where the, the market can lock, unlock because you don't want the real estate market locking up. And maybe I keep the, the, the short-term rates higher. So there's talk about it, an operation twist or some, or yield curve control. I think we're going to see something like that. And so we, we, you know, we, or so back, uh, we've increased some of our, extended some bonds out a little bit. Uh, We picked up some more this week as well, uh, just kind of watching it. But but something to bear in mind. Having said that, I I think you do want to be careful and understand the bond market. Uh, Long-time listeners of the Max Out Savings Show know that we've been a pretty huge critic of Larry Fink. Larry Fink got into... Uh, into the he was going to get into D. Uh, Larry Fink, BlackRock is the largest uh, bond investor in the world. I think they had one uh, six to seven trillion dollars worth of bonds. And, and Larry Fink is is big into the global economic forum and the Davos crowd, and they want to defund energy. So in his letter, he decided he stated he wanted to defund energy, and BlackRock was going to get involved in this to stop oil and gas, and they were going to convert everything, everyone to electric cars, and oil and gas was going to go away. Well, that led to a lot, a huge disinvestment in oil and gas. Now we're paying $90 for oil and gas. We'll see where it goes in the next couple months, probably even higher. And people around the world are suffering because of high energy costs because of Larry Fink. Well, Larry Fink has now lost about $1.4, $1.7 trillion here recently in, in, in the bond market uh, route that we've seen. And so uh, this is the question as I'm flipping through looking for something. Yeah, $1.7 trillion in losses at BlackRock. Now, the question is, they still have, you know, I don't know how much they've got, $5 trillion, $6 trillion worth of bonds. They've got trillions of dollars worth of bonds. They really can't move around. And so one of the things we're watching very closely is, look, you know, how, how do you exit all the bonds? How do you correctly move around in that market? They're too big to do anything. And, and, and so where does this kind of end? And the question is, I'm not completely convinced it's all come to an end in, in the bond market. I'm going to study that more closely next week, looking at trying to figure out, uh, you know, how this is going to go. But if BlackRock is trapped and some of these other people and how much leverage is in the system, I'm not sure that, that I, I think most of BlackRock is not leveraged, but but other people are leveraged out there. I, I don't think this is quite over yet. But 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 again, BlackRock is so big they're sort of trapped, and uh, it, it takes it, you know it's the proverbial aircraft carrier in the market, and it takes a long time to turn around and straighten up. And if they're headed for the rocks, you know, uh, or the or the proverbial iceberg, a smaller ship can get out of the way. I'm not sure that BlackRock can. So again. Another example of, of, you know, just poor management at BlackRock and Larry Fink, and, and, and as we've talked about in this show, endlessly. But, but, but I, do, I, think, I do think you want to be somewhat cautious and understand. I don't think the problems are over on BlackRock yet. Uh, the oh, a couple other things. We had a big move up in some of the commodities this week, and we're discussing, and again, this is what we were saying, is, is that we we're going to see a move in that, at once the dollar went down, and the dollar dropped pretty precipitously this week, uh, and I'm, we're going to discuss that after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. So, again, if you have any questions or comments, you can always give us a call, 713-339-1070, 713-339-1070. Uh, and if you get a chance, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, sign up for the free newsletter. We'll be right back.
If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the show. Uh, the Looking out, uh, the, the you know, it's interesting. We're seeing signs of a slowdown out there. You know, uh, shipping has gone down. Containers have plunged, have gone down. Uh, and uh, this is helping out. This is showing that we're getting a slowdown. But is this because of the lockdowns in China or what? And I, and I think I, I think what we're going to see there is I, I think China is going to reopen and it's going to push commodities higher again. By the way, it's really interesting now at a pretty cheap price. We got one for it was like a 40 foot by nine and a half. It worked out to be about fourteen dollars a square foot, and uh, delivered, which was which was a good deal. But if you if you price out building, so for a storage facility or something, it, it's it's a pretty good value because if you want to build anything, you know you're not going to get anything for fourteen dollars a square foot. And, and and so it is when you can buy them. Since we're in Houston, you know the port has full of containers, and you can get some pretty good deals. But that's an aside to to what we're talking about today. But uh, something to think about. The the the, the dollar this week. Uh, okay, so what happened this week? The the CPI came in better than expected. I think it was up four tenths of a percent. They were expecting a much higher number. Uh, in in uh, it, it was pushed down by mostly by healthcare costs went down in, in auto auto. Uh, Used cars went down and a few things. And, and, and so the, the, they were expecting 8-point-something percent. They came in at 7.7 percent for the last 12 months. And, and the market shot up 1,200 points. And what, what, what happened? Everything skyrocketed in price. And what it is is that people are hoping that the Fed is done tightening or they're not going to get as high. I, I, people, the, the expectations are about four and a quarter, I mean, five and a quarter to, to five and a half percent Fed funds. We, we said in our recent report, we felt like the top would be around four and a quarter, four and a quarter to, I mean, four and a half to five, five-ish. And, and, and so uh, uh, on the short-term Fed funds, 
But uh, see, looking out, um, uh, yeah. What 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 this meant is is let me, let me check something here. Yeah, right now it's right now it's about uh, three. Uh, well, that's not even right. It, it, it's higher. I think three and three quarters, three and a half. Uh, but or is it four percent? It, it's it's getting up. So we don't think they're going to raise much more than this. Uh, but, but but people are going. Oh well, this is so good. Well, as soon as this number came out, then expectations that that final Fed funds would be lower started coming in, which kind of dovetails more to our forecast. But but what it did is. It also the dollar fell for 4.15 percent as well, it, it, and so again, when the dollar fell, it, at the same time, uh, uh, gold went up uh, about five and a half percent. And so again, this is what we've been saying: as soon as the dollar starts going down, these the the gold, the silver are going to take off because. It, 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 if we're going to slow down, if inflation goes down, the Fed is, is not going to be as, as tight. They're going to cut rates, and then when they start cutting rates, that's going to help. That's going to help uh, uh, currencies around the world, and that's going to help economies around the world. A lot of the economies are really being squeezed. Their currencies are plunging. That means imports, including oil and gas and grains, wheat, corn, cotton, is more expensive for them, and so, so it's a struggle. But uh, in, in the market went up as well. They're hoping that the Fed will be loose. Look, I think when the inflation, I, I think you're going to see some slowdowns of infl inflation in here over the next number of months. And then when if things start really slowing down, you're, you're at that point in time, there's going to be talk of another bailout, another, there's going to be not a bailout, but more fiscal spending, more deficit spending. And when that happens, the, the Fed will be, you know, instead of tightening, will be have to loosen and, and then you're going to, redo the inflation again. And so I think we have a window in here. And so that's what happened. So so the dollar, as, as again, interest rates fell uh, is what happened. And, and, and when they did, uh, the uh, they, they, they fell a little bit. Expectations fell. The dollar, the, the, the dollar fell 4% as soon as it did that. And uh, so, so, so this is kind of what we're looking at in here right now. Uh, with this, it also means that the, uh, the you know gold, silver, copper all jumped up. Now, the, the other thing that's going to happen is 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 the that we're going to see happen is is going to be the uh, situation with uh, with with the reopening in China. Uh, so uh, that that's that's what we're looking at. So so what what we went from four five to you know five and a half to closer to four and a half it, uh, on the final thing for the Fed funds. People are going to oh this is over. We're going to quit fighting inflation. We're not sure we're going to get there, but this has kind of ignited a rally. There's a lot of cash in the sidelines right now, and, and, and a lot of people are, are were, were short. They were expecting a bad number. They've had two bad numbers in the road, and the, and the markets plunged, and so they got caught on the wrong side, and there was a big squeeze. Uh, going forward, the question is, we're going to year it. Look, there's going to be a lot of tax law selling. We're going to have to do some tax law selling just because we got profits we're going to have to do something with. Uh, you know, we, we, we want to try to eliminate some of the capital gains for people, but we don't really have that much but to, to sell. But but a lot of people, uh, you, you're, you're going to see a lot of, of, of selling there. So so I think this is – I think there's going to be a lot of cross-currents. We're going to be weaker dollar. Uh, what's going to happen? Uh, positive there. Negatives with the, where, where the earnings are going to be next year. So I think it's going to be real interesting. I, I still think the plays are going to be the, the precious metals, the oil and gas, the commodity sector, companies that have good dividends, companies that are more stable, that, that look, even if we go into recession, they're not going to be that bad. I think those type of, of situations are going to do well. I, I'm just not convinced – uh, that 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 uh, it's going to be boom time for for a lot of companies, I, you know, out there. I mean, I, nobody nobody sees a recession, a a, a, a recovery next year, and, and so I think these earnings are still too high in here, and and I, I think I think we're going to see lower earnings. So th this these are some of the things. Again, I think in the world today is fundamentally different than the last twenty years. In the last twenty years, we were able to. You know, basically, 
buy the S&P 500 and a bond index fund and rise it all up forever. That's changed. We're more in like the 70s where you have higher inflation. You've got currency volatility. We're going to get a lot of currency volatility in here. Uh, and these are all moving investment flows all over the world. And so I think I think being able to operate on that, being able to find things that are going to work, you know, for whatever reason, uh, that's a different. That you know, some people call it a stock picker's market. Some people, it, but you have to be in, in something that that's going to work for some type of reason. Uh, it, it's not just because they're, they're, all the companies are buying back stock. One of the biggest percent movers of kept markets up over the last couple of years was massive stock buyback programs. Well, look, they can get four percent right now parking the money in treasury bills. So, so let, let's look at a couple of things happen. We, we, two years ago, we went through the pandemic and the economy shut down. Then we've gone through massive inflation. Now we're not sure. A lot of big corporate executives, for some reason, are all convinced we're going to go into a big recession. Well, after you've been through all that. Wouldn't it be better to have some more cash in the company? And, and and so if that's the case, well, two years ago, if I took my – if I had a billion dollars worth of cash in the company, let's say a half a billion dollars worth of cash in the company, I got effectively zero. Let's say a billion dollars. Well, right now if I get 4%, what does that work out to be? I, I, that, that makes me uh, $40, $40 million a year is what I'm getting off of that cash by just sitting there. So so I am getting something, whereas before it's like, look, boss, we're getting no, nothing on the cash. Let's just buy back our stock. It, but it's even more than that. So uh, two years ago, three, say three years ago, uh, look, uh, if I'm the CFO, I go, look, here's what we do. We can close down all our warehousing and just go just-in-time delivery and 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 then I, I that this we that saves us a billion dollars in in work we can increase our working capital a billion dollars by running down our inventories and then just have just in time inventories we'll have an additional billion dollars which we, in cash we can take and we can go buy back stock with them. oh this is a great deal and they're all doing it but the problem now is is that just infantile inventory blew up the China shut down and there's shortages everywhere now they've got to keep inventory. You know, there, there's cars sitting on the lots out there because they can't get a chip for some small piece on it that so that, you know, the navigation system or something won't work on it. And, and so they've got a, you know, $70,000 car sitting on the on the in the factory lot. It can't go anywhere. And so they have to start stockpiling more stuff that costs more money. So all the, that requires need for more cash. The, the, the idea we could shut down, there could be a, a, a pandemic, there could be a war. We don't know. We need more cash in the balance sheet. And, and so now I'm getting 4% of my cash. Well, that's not a bad deal. I got money coming in from that side of the, of the, of the, of the equation. And so this is going to slow down the stock buyback program. So all of these things, I can go park money in one-year treasuries and now get 4% or two-year uh, two treasuries and get four over 4%. They, you know, maybe the stock market isn't the best there is, there is no alternative tina well there is an alternative there's an alternative for corporate managers okay which is more inventory uh or or treasuries and collect four percent and make money uh for investors you know instead of just i have to be in the stock market i can be in treasuries and collect four percent for sure why not and you can get even more with a little other different bonds but but uh that has fundamentally changed the equation. So it's going to be much more of an up and down market, and it's just not going to be a one way street uh, to the upside. And so it's really taking longer than we thought. But but so it's a change. So so if you can invest in things that that uh, are, are going to work, you know, if they have a new drug that came out that that, that with good results, or or if uh, you know oil company hits a big huge new oil field, or or uh, you know someone has a new product. That, that's successful, uh, that's not a, you know, that's going to push the price of the stock up even if the market is flat. And so that, in that type of world, it's going to be a much more proactive world, actively managed world today. Uh, and, and, and these capital flows are going to want to be the big things. I mean, we've benefited with capital flows. I mean, look, we've got a war in Europe, the, the Ukrainian war, as we said. We, you know, we, since the thing started, it, we, we don't think it's a, we, we, we don't think we should be giving money to the Ukrainians like we are. 
And, you know, and people are like, well, you know, maybe this thing, it goes badly and it spreads throughout Europe. I'll just move more money to the United States. Well, this is, you know, the Europeans are going in a recession. They're, you know, they're, they're being stuck with massive energy bills. There's fat, whole industries are going to have to move out of Europe because they can't afford the energy because of this foolishness that they've gotten themselves into. And so that's kind of helping us out. But, it, but again, very volatile world. And it's a different investment style. You've got to be much more conservative with your investments. You've got to be much more targeted with your investments. And you have to be more proactive. And so... So, you know, we, we, by the way, we write a lot about this in the Max Out Savings Report uh, and, uh, and talk about this. You know, uh, it, but just if you want, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, sign up for the free report. By the way, you're not going to get a phone call. You're not going to get an email from us except the report. That's it. We, we send it out. We, we want to help you out with retirement. We want to help you save money. We want to help you build wealth. It's interesting. I was talking to someone last night. Like as I said, I'm at this uh, uh, this uh, John Martinson conference here in in uh, in Orlando, and it, uh, the the John Armstrong conference. And and uh, the 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 thing you know, we're talking about real wealthy people, and you know the different things and different strategies. And you know, the number one strategy for wealthy people. Or, or retirees that are getting your retirement, their number one strategy should just be not to lose it. That should be your your number one strategy, and then you work off of that. And it's surprising how that one's way down on the list for most people. They just pay no attention to it, and and they just blithely put money in the S and P five hundred and the QQQ, and the S and P five hundred falls twenty seven percent, and this, the, the 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 QQQ falls thirty five percent, and they can't figure out what happened. Well, you, you weren't paying attention and doing the you know in protecting your assets. So that's the key going forward. Again. You want to be much more conservative in this in the type of world we're in today. There's a lot of things, a lot of moving parts in the world. Okay, thanks. Well, I appreciate everyone for listening to the Max Out Savings Show. And remember our motto in philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. Uh, if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can request an appointment with me. I'll sit down with you personally, and we'll take a look at your, your finances. It's maxoutsavings.com. We actually use TD Ameritrade to hold the assets, and, and then we just manage them for you. So if you need some help, go to the website. And I hope everybody has a good weekend. And remember, the world is changing, uh, but it's always changing. You just want to be on top of it. We'll see you next week. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.